This is a Music Therapy Chronicles podcast episode with your host, Trisha Coyote. Can you schedule an indefinite creative fast for yourself? And then when the creativity is bumbling out of you and you cannot keep it down anymore, what truly wants to come out, look at it without any judgment or expectation and let it out. <laughs> like, see what happens. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Coyote. I'm your weekly host and a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you never miss an episode and consider leaving us a rating and review. We really appreciate them. You can find more podcast episodes, links to our pod courses, the self-care community, links to all of our social media, and get on our monthly newsletter all at musictherapychronicles.com. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this show today. And you can always reach me by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles. Thank you so much for being with me today. This is your host, Trisha. If you're new to the Chronicles, hi, welcome here. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for being with us again and choosing to spend this time with me today talking about creative fasting. Oh, I don't know if you just heard um, Piper doing a little roll and groan over in the corner. <laughs> but yeah, fasting, probably um. A term you've heard before, intermittent fasting, has been like a hot topic for a couple of years. And obviously, fasting is a tradition in many cultures. Maybe you recently um, practiced Ramadan and, you know, fasting is something that is very familiar to you. And recently, I've been seeing more people talk about energy fasting. Um, I'll take a step back just in case anyone doesn't know what fasting is. It's when you... um, We'll say, you know, for food, you don't eat for a certain amount of time or within certain restrictions. And the idea is it cleanses your body so that when you do start taking in food again, um, your digestive system and everything is is cleaned out for you. You know, it's like it's like everything is nice and vacuumed and clear. And so your body's better able to start processing food. And in some cultures, it's also, you know, learning how to um, function and be your best self without the ideal nutritional circumstances and you know every every culture has a different take on it but those are just some examples so anyway energy fasting is something I've seen people talk about a lot more recently where um, it's the same idea but with energy so you you know get out 
all the gunk, the energetic gunk in your life. So this could be like decluttering. It could be setting boundaries with people who are like energy vampires. It could be curating your social media so that the energy that's coming into your life, the things that are energetically pulling on you or weighing on you or what you're giving out, um, is, is cleansed and cleared and therefore you have more space to kind of tap into your own energy and to utilize um, what you're giving and getting to, to optimize those things. Um, you know, that's a bit philosophical, but basically, you know, fasting, you cut something out for whatever period of time so that when you bring that thing back into your life, you're better able to um, enjoy, engage with it, understand it, and and um, kind of prioritize, you know, like what you really want and what you don't. So I hope this is making sense. So we're going to put this in the context of creativity, fasting our creativity. And I'm going to tell you a story um, that's very relevant, obviously, but very recent. And um, it's about my vacation last week. So last week I was on school vacation. I live in New England where we have a week off in um, April, which, you know, some people elsewhere might say, oh, well, isn't that just spring break? Yeah, kind of like that. So we have a week off from school. I didn't have any sessions. I decided to, you know, cancel all my unattached things too. So I could actually take the week and, you know, reset. And I um, am incredibly fortunate to be able to do that. So I recognize that. And there is some more privilege that goes into this story. So I do want to acknowledge that, but share with you like kind of what I experienced. So I, uh, I did a little staycation, which was awesome. Uh, and going into the week, I like had a couple things on my to-do list about, you know, what I could get done administratively, you know, for the podcast, for MTPC, just like stuff that could get done but wasn't necessary to do during the week. And, you know, I kind of had that to-do list in the back of my mind. But the thing I really wanted to do on this vacation week was read. Um, if you listen to the show frequently, then you know that in the past year or so, I've been getting back into reading, like really into reading. Um, and yeah, so I had I had some books that I wanted to read. I ended up reading basically the entire uh, Court of Thorns and Roses series. So like all five books I read <laughs> last week. Um, if you've read those books, hi, reach out to me. Would love to hear what you thought. If you haven't read those books, I highly recommend them. If you like fiction, I was completely engaged in them like last week I lived two years of book time if that makes sense and coming back to my actual reality has been a little bit of um a head spin but yeah highly recommend those books that's what I did for for several days as I just read through those books and I even reread the second one because I think it's my new all-time favorite book I'm fangirling a little bit over here but basically I took this time to read that was like my one big goal is I just wanted to sit down enjoy my books, read, like there wasn't really anything else I wanted to do. That felt like a really good reset for me. And so around like Wednesday, Thursday, so we're a few days into my vacation, I started getting like antsy. Like I was reading, I was enjoying it, but I was like, okay, you know, like is, is, this is kind of feeling like sitting down and watching Netflix for hours. You know, it was, 
feeling very rested, very, you know, a little less restorative, I guess I'll say, as I was resting, but I wasn't necessarily feeling restored by it. And I was just kind of consuming the books without enjoying them entirely. So I'm feeling this restlessness around Wednesday, Thursday, and I like get this inkling. I'm like, I just want to paint something. Like, I just want to get out my paint and like, I have no idea what I'm doing or what the intention is, but I just want to paint something. Um, I didn't follow that urge, but I did get out my markers and my um, journal and my planner and, you know, kind of just like brain dumped some stuff and made it colorful and did some creative stuff in that way because it was a little less, a uh, little less resistance than painting. I didn't have to get out an easel and paint and um, anyway, so I did that instead. So then from there, I think it was Thursday night, I was in the shower, like my usual routine, and I was just like singing at the top of my lungs <laughs> in the shower. And you know, sometimes this is something I do, but like there wasn't any music playing. I didn't have any any real reason to want to be singing so expressively, but I was. And so the next day I woke up and I have a very creative imagination. I am a Pisces for anyone who subscribes to like astrology. So I can get lost in my daydreams for hours. And I did literally Friday morning. I just like woke up and laid in bed and was just like in my own little dreamland <laughs> for, for a couple hours. Um, and just like was having so many creative ideas that for a while maybe have been on the back burner or like were huge blocks for me or whatever. I was just like, off the charts with what was going on in my head. And so I had this realization that I was seeking creative expression, right? I wanted to paint. I wanted to draw. I wanted to sing loudly and expressively. I wanted to be in my own imagination and just like problem solve and see things unfold. And so I realized that the whole first half of the week, I was doing something like very receptive. You know, I was reading, I was taking in this information, I was sitting still, I was calm, I was not putting any expectations on myself. And because I was on vacation, I had not touched a musical instrument or music or session planning, like creative session planning. I had not done that in several days. And so I came to this realization that like, I miss my sessions where I can sing loudly and I can dance with my kiddos and I can like do silly things and I am in the moment creative problem solving all of these various sometimes very challenging situations that they are throwing at me. And so it was just like this light bulb moment, um, no pun intended with the creativity talk here, where I was like, oh my goodness, my brain and body are craving this creative outlet so much. And this is not something I have experienced in a really long time. And I think the reason that all of a sudden this switch turned on was because I was on vacation. I had taken so much time to put no creative expectations on myself, no expectations in general, really, where I could just be and do what I wanted to do for several days. And then after doing that, without any judgment or expectations on myself, suddenly the creativity was just there. 
right? Like suddenly it was coming back. Suddenly I was re-inspired. I was coming up with ideas that like eluded me for so long. (laughs) And yeah, it was just this really amazing feeling. And I reflected back a little more on that. And the last time that I was in such like a creative headspace where I just felt like I had a lot to share, a lot to get out, a lot to talk about. Like there was just stuff, creative stuff coming out of my pores was the last time I took a bit of a vacation, which was around Christmas and New Year's. And so this is just a pattern that like is not surprising, right? Of course, we need to take vacations. We need to take time off. It rejuvenates us. We're able to go back to work feeling like energized again. It helps combat burnout. These are not new facts. But something about the creative aspect of it just felt really potent to me. Because for so many days, I did nothing creative. And in our job, I think we forget how creative we have to be every minute of every day. And so if you are feeling a little stuck, a little guck, um, you know, your problem solving, your creative solution making is not as on point as you would like it. If you have the opportunity to give yourself a couple like creative detox, creativity fasting, days, hours, whatever, please try it. Um, Obviously, this can be like a vacation, but it could be a little different if there's a way you can, you know, kind of glide through your life, you know, not really putting out that creative energy and and see what it does for you. So I also want to reflect this in a few other ways. This is this is my story, right? This is what sparked this creative fasting idea in my head. So we talk all the time about making music as an important part of our self-care. And there were a couple times during last week prior to this like switch moment where I thought about that. I was like, I'm on vacation. What should I be doing? Here's That's the word, right? Should. What should I be doing for self-care? I'm like, okay, well, I'm doing my meditation. I'm doing yoga. I'm eating food that is, I was eating soul food, right? Not necessarily quote, healthy food. I was eating soul food. I was walking Piper a little extra. I, you know, I was home. Um, so I did my home responsibilities and cleaning and cooking and whatever, but kind of like minimum effort, just like very comfortable. And I should, in my mind, I was like, I should do some music as self-care, right? Like I should play the guitar for me, or I should pick up my clarinet or I should like blah 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 and I kind of just let those ideas go it's like "Mm, it doesn't really feel good and so here's the catch-22 right we know that our relationship with music is that it is a relationship it requires like a two-way communication where we can get so bogged down sometimes with the working aspect the career aspect of using music that we forget or neglect to use music for ourselves and to remember why music is so important in our lives. So here's me saying the opposite. What if you completely let go of that expectation that you should have to 
whatever phrasing you want to use that puts pressure and judgment on yourself. Let go of that idea that you need to use music in your self-care, that you need to foster a relationship with music. I'm not saying you don't need to, but what if we removed the judgment from that? If we gave ourselves the space to not engage with music, would we then want to? Because I'll be honest, in my like day-to-day life, I don't engage with music that much for myself. And what last week really showed me is that I'm getting so much out of music making with my clients that that is feeding into me. It's feeding that energy into me that I don't need to do it on my own personal time, Um, which is, you know, not everyone is in that situation, but I learned that about myself last week at a deeper level. So if you are someone who sometimes struggles with your relationship with music and balancing that and remembering why you love music and seeing it as only a, a means to an end, you know, for your professional life, can you take a step back and just remove the judgment of having to continue your personal relationship with music? You know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. If you let there be that distance, would you just naturally be inclined to find your way back to using music for yourself? And this can go for any creative medium. You know, I mentioned that last week I was painting, drawing, music, singing, reading, like any of those things. Anyway, so can you give yourself that space? And again, without judgment, for what your relationship with music should look like and you should be doing this so that you have a healthy relationship with music and it's not just your professional life. Let go of that for a second and see what happens. See if like you naturally gravitate back toward it just like you did when you were 6, 10, 15, however old you were when you originally decided to be a musician and then found your way to this profession. If you're not a music therapist listening to this, then of course... Try this with whatever your professional medium is. The other thing I found that this this time away did, it brought me back to music, it made me want to sing. It also made me think about what musical engagement do I truly need right now? What musical engagement do I truly need right now? So right? Let's go back into that, that judgment. I should be playing the guitar for myself. I should be playing the clarinet for myself. I should be blah, blah, blah. All these shoulds, coulds, woulds, judgment-based things for what I think needs to be happening, where all I really wanted to do was sing in the shower. Like, that's what my mind, body, soul needed. That was the engagement I needed with music, was to use my voice. My voice is not has not ever been my primary instrument or like even a musical instrument I've really engaged with. Um, That's not a good way to put it. But like I obviously use my voice every day for work. But I would never say that I am a vocalist. But having that space, removing those judgments and attachments to um, expectations of my relationship with music and just letting it happen That's what I really needed. So the next time that you are getting ready to or feel ready to use music in your self-care, take an extra moment to just like sit with yourself and intuitively 
what actual musical engagement do you need? Maybe you usually do songwriting. Maybe that's like your go-to music self-care. But maybe today you need to get out your djembe and just like get those rhythms going. <laughs> or whatever it is, give yourself the space to, to feel out what your needs are and let go of these expectations for what that creative creative um expression what that creative self-care needs to be because it can it can kind of become this band-aid right where you're like i need to engage with music so i'm gonna get out my guitar and sing some of my favorite songs or i need to practice music so i remember why i love it and i am an awesome flute player and so i need to take out my flute so i can feel that connection with my music again or i need to sing because that's what i do every day in the car is i sing along to the radio and if those things are working for you awesome do it. But if you're doing those things and you still cannot find your innate engagement and love and inspiration for the music, if it's still feeling like something on your to-do list, it's still feeling like work, it's still feeling like a relationship that you're putting so much energy into and it's just not feeding back, let go of the judgment, let go of the attachment. Maybe take a step away from music as much as you can. And then when you're ready, find what true music experience you need, right? Again, it could be completely different than what you usually do, than your usual go-to. But by giving ourselves that creative fasting, right, that time away from it, then you can hear your body's signals, your creative signals, your, your brain's signals for what it really needs. And again, taking that time to find those true needs to address the real root of what's going on means we're not band-aiding things anymore with just like what we think we should be doing to remedy a, a, a problem. The problem being our relationship being strained <laughs> with music. So... Something else that I have been doing with music lately has been listening. I, I know that might seem silly, but I, for many, many years, have been a podcast, audiobook, non-music listener, we'll say, <laughs> in the car. Uh, specifically, if you don't know, I am a traveling music therapist. I spend many, many hours a week in my car. And lately, I've been finding that I will put on, you know, maybe my favorite podcast or an audiobook or whatever. And like, I don't want to say my eyes glaze over because the visual here is I'm driving. <laughs> but my my brain glazes over. And like, I find that I am not taking in the information. Minutes will go by and suddenly I have no idea what's being talked about. Kind of the idea when you, you read a paragraph in a book five times and you still don't know what you read. <laughs> That's what's been happening. And so lately I've been putting on music. Maybe that's not new for some of you, but for me that's new. And when I do that, instead of trying to uh, and intellectualize or try to like be present, we'll say, with the music while I'm driving... I have adopted the mindset to just receive the music, 
right? So often we are the music givers. We are the music facilitators. We are the musical space holders. We are the music container makers. Like we, we, I'll speak from my experience. I very seldom get to receive the music back. Sometimes my clients make music on their own and I witness it and am present with them for that experience. But they're not making that music for me, right? And and um, unless maybe they say that. Maybe they say, hey, Miss Trisha, I would love to play you a song. That's different. But I don't often get to receive the music. And so what I found is listening to the same songs that I've listened to many times before in my car, when I let myself adopt the mindset of receiving, oh my gosh, beautiful things happen. So much more emotion comes through me. Sometimes I want to sing along and like express that. Sometimes I just, just let myself receive. And I'm like hearing messages in the harmonies and melodies and in the lyrics that before like have just not sunk in with me or maybe I didn't even realize what was being said in the song or maybe it's an instrumental piece that's just like bringing something up from deep within me that I've never experienced before when listening to the same piece. So my invitation to you is if you are taking some time to listen to music Maybe you're usually a sing-along with the radio type person. Maybe you're a it's on in the background and I don't really know what's going on type person. Whatever. Can you, for a moment, let yourself receive that music? Let yourself be open to it. Can you picture being like in the middle of the ensemble creating this music? Maybe it's a rock band. Maybe it's a percussion ensemble. Maybe it's an entire symphony. Like if you were to just be placed in the middle of all of those musicians and they were making this music for you, towards you, with your wellness and and intentions for you in mind, how would that feel? And so, yeah, what I found is it's just this, this mindset has made me just a lot more open again to music and what experiences it is creating in my life I'm not listening to it passively sometimes but not as much I'm not necessarily engaging with it and trying to learn the lyrics so I can sing along or I'm not singing along to a familiar song and you know kind of going through those motions I'm I'm really just being present with what that music is bringing up within me I hope that's making sense so from there what I have started doing is um, making playlists on Spotify maybe I'll make some of them um, maybe I'll make some in the future and link them case anyone is interested but maybe you are an avid playlist maker but I I have not been um 
a personal playlist person. It's a, it's a technique I use in my sessions frequently, but for myself, it's not something I've done a ton, but I have started doing that lately. And have found that really cathartic too. I Maybe this sounds really silly coming from a music therapist, like using these very common music therapy techniques on myself. <laughs> but again, removing that, the expectation and judgment around them, letting myself organically come to these realizations without like, oh, I should try this because it's a music therapy technique and I should experience what it feels like. Just letting that naturally happen and occur in my life has been really wonderful. <laughs> really, really wonderful. It kind of makes me think about we hear um, maybe advice or like uh, mantras isn't the right word, but you know, you'll hear people say things all the time that are, how do I say this? It's not new knowledge, but until you truly experience it yourself, it's just words. You know, I could say a million times in this episode, try creative fasting. Take time away from creativity and see what comes up. See how the creative juices just flow. And you can intellectualize that. And a month ago, I could have intellectualized that. I've been like, yeah, that's a great idea. I'll totally try that. But until I actually organically did that, I wasn't able to wholly experience what that could bring up in my life. Here's another example. Um, scheduling in boredom time. This is a concept I originally heard about in um, Kate Shannon's course, Cultivating Creative Resiliency. It's an amazing course. I highly recommend it. I will link it in the show notes. But we talked about boredom time and scheduling in boredom time in your calendar where it's literally just that. It's just time to let yourself be and to be bored and to see what comes up. So I tried that for a while. Um, I wasn't super consistent with it, but like I tried it. So I was like, okay, here's my boredom time. It's a Thursday afternoon. I have nothing scheduled. I'm going to sit here and be bored and see what happens. And like, it was kind of this, this weird experience where I was like, I wasn't really meditating, but I was kind of burnt out from, or burnt out. I know that's a touchy word. I was tired from my day. I, you know, wanted to do X, Y, Z. You know, maybe I was thinking about, oh, I need to start dinner or I need to, Maybe I just wanted to read my book because it was the end of the day or I was just finding that scheduling in this boredom time throughout my week just wasn't giving me the results I was looking for. And I think part of it is that as a person, I prefer to have just a giant block of time to do something so I don't feel like there's a cap. So when I was scheduling in my boredom time, I knew even if it was an hour, we'll say, by the time I actually felt the boredom and, you know, what came up out of that, because the idea is you're bored, so your your brain starts thinking creatively. So by the time I actually calmed down enough into being bored, I couldn't actually take action on the creative ideas because the next thing in my schedule had come up. Does that make sense? And again, I recognize that's a me thing. I prefer to have big blocks of time to do things. Maybe you don't function that way. But so anyway, scheduling boredom time into my regular life was not ineffective, but not nearly as effective as this creative fasting, which I did unintentionally, right? I wasn't like, oh, going into this vacation, I'm going to do nothing creative. Um, but halfway through the vacation, having done nothing creative and usually doing creative things all day, every day, I was suddenly like, oh my goodness, I have all this creative energy I need to get out. <laughs> so 
if you think scheduling and boredom time will work for you, then by all means, try that. Like that's a form of energy fasting, right? Or sorry, creative fasting. But if you can also plan like an indefinitely long creative fast, if you can plan to like do as little creative stuff as possible until suddenly you can't hold it in anymore that's what I'm really trying to get at like can you do that and what will it bring up for you what what will like innately come out of you what realizations will you have will you suddenly be drawn towards different creative mediums and experiences than what you've ever tried before and will those be more effective in your creative longevity than what you've been doing I think that's the gist of what I'm trying to get at <laughs> in, in all of this is can can you schedule an indefinite creative fast for yourself? And then when the creativity is bumbling out of you and you cannot keep it down anymore, what truly wants to come out, look at it without any judgment or expectation and let it out like see what happens and maybe from there you'll realize that your daily weekly mundane lifestyle creative uh, maintenance needs to be a little different than what you've been doing and that's okay and then in another month maybe you'll need to do it again because you know you're feeling a little tired a little sluggish and you need another creative restart and that's okay so in conclusion I recognize that not everyone can just take a week or be on vacation where they can sit and read books <laughs> for days on end and suddenly have so much creative energy that they're singing in the shower and wanting to paint and coloring all over their notebooks. And like, I get that not everyone is in that position. If you can try it, I highly recommend it because in so many ways, it felt like not only a vacation from work, but like a vacation from my own creative self, if that makes sense. And this is totally something that I did not expect to happen. Um, but I will definitely see if it happens again the next time I'm fortunate enough to take so much time off work. But anyway, if you're able to do that, if you're able to figure out a way to put the creative stuff you need to do for work on like autopilot as much as possible I'm certainly not saying underserve your clients or like you know please don't read into what I'm saying in any negative way but if you can like kind of put things in such a way that you are not expending the creative energy for a while you're not putting the expectation on yourself to be creative in your own personal life you know, because you think you have to, you think you need to do creative self-care, whatever the expectation or judgment is, if you can let that go and just let yourself see what happens. Yeah, I challenge you to do a creativity fast. If you're feeling any sort of stuck, burnt out, tired, uninspired, whatever, I challenge you to do a creativity fast. And I am curious to hear what comes up or what doesn't come up or if you have done something similar or different and what your results were. I think that creativity in itself is going to become 
I don't want to say an industry, (laughs) but I can just like sense that the the community, not the community, the collective, all of us, people at large are more readily acknowledging the importance of creativity. And as creative clinicians, we are in such a cool place where we can be at the forefront of this. We can be, you know, experts in this area and we can guide the general population on like how to engage with their creativity and how to sustain their creativity. Don't get me wrong. I don't like we, we don't always get this right. That's why as a profession, we talk about our relationship with music is important and blah, blah, blah. Like we all get tired. Like your creative cup is not infinite. It can be infinitely refilled but I mean, maybe maybe you have a creativity fountain. <laughs> I don't know. Some people seem to have that where it's just like constantly flowing out of them. Um, I am not like that. I am human. <laughs> um, no judgment if you're a creativity fountain. But anyway, your creative your creativity cup, right? You got to refill it sometimes. And maybe by emptying it, by creative fasting, it'll fill up on its own. So anyway, I think I'm talking in circles now. But I hope you got the point of where I'm going with this. Creative fasting, taking time away from creativity and seeing what comes up, seeing where your creative hunger strikes. So yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on this idea, your experience with this one way or the other, and anything else that struck you in this episode. I would love to hear from you. So you can find me online and on social media at Music Therapy Chronicles. You can always email me hello at musictherapychronicles.com. I love to hear from you, the listeners, even if you just want to chat, even if you just want to say hi. I'd love to hear from you. If you or someone you know is interested in being on the show, please send me an email hello at musictherapychronicles.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got something out of it. Um, And I hope you try this out and experience it for yourself and uh, it brings you your own realization, light bulb moments, and re-inspiration like it did for me. And if you have read or are going to read the Court of Thorns and Roses series, please also reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about it. (laughs) No one in my personal life has read these books, so um, I'm kind of just like internet fangirling on I've never been part of like a fandom right does that make sense um but these these books like they just got me hooked man they just got me hooked and I'm on the internet and all these fandom things now so internet book club anyway I'm just rambling have a wonderful day thank you for listening to this episode I'll see you in the next one This podcast is sponsored by the Music Therapy Podcast Collective, also known as MTPC, where you can find a variety of CMTE opportunities in the form of pod courses. 
All of MTPC's pod courses are built on a listen, learn, apply model, where you start by listening to some assigned podcast episodes, then move into learning with the assistance of a workbook filled with resources for you to start your self-study towards whatever topics are most interesting, inspiring, and applicable to your practice. And then we finish with the apply section, which includes an office hour and a worksheet to determine how you are going to apply your learning to your personal life or professional practice. You can find all the Music Therapy Chronicles pod courses on our website, musictherapychronicles.com, and you can find the entire catalog of pod courses at MTPC's website, mtpodcastcollective.com. Make sure you also get on the MTPC newsletter for 10% off your first pod course purchase. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation and got a lot out of it. If you're looking for more Music Therapy Chronicles, you can check out our website, musictherapychronicles.com, for more episodes, blog posts, social media links, um, contact information, our self-care community, and our CMTE opportunities in the form of pod courses. Hop on our monthly newsletter if you haven't already, and follow us on social media for just staying up to date on what's going on behind the scenes. We are Music Therapy Chronicles on all of the platforms. Please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. They really help the podcast be more visible so more people like you who are looking for this type of content can find it. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this week's episode, and I'll see you in the next one. Mm -hmm.